Hope hey, you... everybody. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Woo. How's it going? Oh, my hair is doing something weird. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, first and foremost. First of all, good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, uh, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, you, you just switched on me. For Spike, my... Uh, well, I'm still... I'm... Here, I'm just sharing it oh, again. you're just sharing it again? Okay. Uh, my, my, the, the world's best Jewish mountain climber, Cohen. I am Matt Wright, and we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Hey, everybody. I don't see where we're live, but I believe you. I mean, we're, and, um, we're, we're definitely live. Um, I hope. And, uh, <laughs> I always see it now. Yay. There we go. And I'm still alive, and I'm looking at me. I look amazing. You do look amazing. Um, I, want to, I just want this to move. Sorry about technical difficulties. We, we, oh, no. For, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. You, 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 you say it. Okay. For anybody who uh, hasn't been paying attention to the first part of this, we got an update. Well, I got an update on uh, the software we use to stream everything. And since this update, uh, since this update, things have just been awful. Uh, like OBS needs to fix it because I'll, I'll, we'll be streaming fine. Like right now I'm just under 30 frames per second, which I want to be at, at least 30. I'd like 60, but whatever. Um, and, uh, I'll take 30 and I'm at 2,600 kilobytes per second. And then randomly it'll drop down to 165 and just be completely and just be, I'll disconnect and it's awful. And, uh, it makes it very difficult for us to do this because all of a sudden we'll be disconnected and I don't know what to do. So it's hope terrible and we hate it. Hey everybody. Hi. Woo. First and foremost. Allow me to thank <laughs> Grassroots Kava House for the kava that I'm drinking on today's episode. And allow me to thank the original, the original that has started me on this whole thing, Kroger. Kroger. They're beautiful and delicious, purified spring drinking water. That's I don't right. think it's spring water. It's drinking water. It's Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. For anybody who uh, caught the opening, <laughs> uh, we hope you enjoyed the uh, new opening that we came up with. But then we had to, then you... yeah, that was on a video in a couple minutes before this one started. Uh, Equally hope that you enjoyed waiting for us to be live again. Right. Hopefully, all of that. Uh, Irish the Spud Boy. Uh, said he's got us on the YouTube and to blame Canada. And we've got uh, A12 Iggy Mom. A12 Iggy Mom says, hey, hey, A12. Hey, A12 Iggy Mom. Alpha Dozen. Um, the old Alpha Dozen Iggy Mom. Uh, what? I said old Alpha Dozen. Old Alpha Dozen. So, yeah. We uh we missed last week because Spike decided to take a vacation. <laughs> yes, and also, so I decided to take a vacation somewhere that apparently had neither Wi-Fi nor data for my phone. So I mostly just text messaged people uh, last week and occasionally would get on to give comments of moral support. 
and that was pretty much all I could do last week. And uh, but I did learn a great joke. Let's let's hear this great. Let's hear hear a great joke. I know I do. Well, good because I want to tell it. So, a moth is at a doctor's office. Doctor says, "Hey, moth, how can I help you?" And the don't. And so the moth says, "Doc, I'm not doing good, Doc. Let me tell you, it's uh." It's really bad, Doc. At work, my boss, Alexandra Dostroyovskovich, he's a terrible, terrible man, and he's 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 a he's a tyrant to me, and and he he treats me terribly, and I mean his 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 the way he treats me is is equaled only by his incompetence, and he takes it out on me, and it's absolutely horrible. And when I go home, Doc, I go home to a family that doesn't care about me. Doc, I lost my my little girl, little Lolita Rasputinovich. I lost her. She died in the cold, as so many of us did last Last year, during the cold, I lost her, and I miss her so much. She was my everything, Doc. And and my wife, Doc, when she, I no longer love her, Doc, and I just feel nothing for her anymore. And Doc, my son... Little Piotr Novstroyovskovich. They have different last names. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> Doc, Doc, my, my, my little son, when I look at him, I don't see myself anymore, Doc. I see a lie. And I'll tell you, Doc, I'm not doing well. Sometimes, sometimes I, I lie in bed and I look over at the pistol that I have loaded in, in the dresser next to me, Doc. And, and I just think, if only I were just a little bit more of a coward, Doc, I would just go and, and, and blow my brains out. Doc, I'm not doing good. And the doctor says, Moth, that's terrible. That's, that's horrible. I'm sorry you're going through that, but I'm a podiatrist. I, I can't help you with this. I, I, I'm not a... I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. Moth, I'm a podiatrist. <laughs> I, I can't help you at all. What? What? Why, why are you here? And the moth says, oh, the light was on, so I came in. <laughs> like, I know this joke really well. <laughs> I knew you did when the way you reacted when I as soon as you started it, I was like, Really? You're you're going for Norm McDonald without saying it in a Norm McDonald voice. Oh Doc I uh I uh there uh and and my my son Doc, my son he there Doc. Uh, That was a joke. Yeah, great joke. It's classic. Thank you. 
I appreciate that. Now we only have 20 more minutes to kill. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty accurate. Uh, so, because Spike was learning a joke that Norm MacDonald said on Conan 10 years ago, um, uh, we missed last week. So uh, lots, of, lots of news happened <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. Usually the good rule of thumb is that if I miss a week, it is the biggest news week. Uh, the last uh, news week I missed was the one with the Mueller report, where uh, was uh, uh, where uh, Bob Barr's or not Bob Barr? Is it Bob <laughs> Bill. Barr? No. no, it's Bill. Bill Barr. Bill Barr. Old Bill Barr. Bill Barr. Bob, didn't Bob Barr Some run for president as a libertarian? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Bill Barr, Bob's lesser known cousin. He released the uh, his summary of the Mueller report. Uh, that so that what happened? So that was the last time I missed an episode, and and then now uh, the full. Speaking of moths, huh? I yeah. So the uh, speaking of moths, the Mueller report, Doc, uh, <laughs> got released. The entire thing. The, yeah, all of it. The entire redacted. I'm doing it. The entire. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're good. Keep going. The entire redacted thing got released, and we now know that there was no collusion and that Trump was not allowed to obstruct justice. No one would help him. Right. In it, obstructing justice. That, so, yeah, that's the biggest thing that I'm finding. Everybody's like, he tried to obstruct justice. I have tried to do a lot of things in my lifetime. Right, right. But I uh not having done them means that I didn't actually do them. Right. Yeah, you are not guilty of that thing if you can't. Right. So if for example, I say to someone, "Hey, I need to go somewhere to buy some some dope. I'm going to do some dope and then I'm going to go rob this store." And they're like, "No, man." No, I'm moth. I'm, I'm not, no, 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 I'm not going to take you to the store and and you know help you do that. And you're like, no, come on, man. We gotta gotta get doped up and rob the store. And like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. If that ends in that person not helping me and me just frustratedly tweeting, my friend won't help me rob the store and get all doped up. Neither one of us actually committed a crime. Right. It's a big loophole. So, is it? <laughs> I feel as though that's just the way that it's written. Um, yeah, it's like a couple of years ago, I was going through some shit. I mean, at this point, the show is spiraling anyway, so whatever. Um, I was going through some shit a couple of years ago, and as as many of our viewers know, you and I are both in recovery. And uh, I was just at the point where I was just like, eh, Screw it. Uh, we're not spiraling that hard yet. And I was just like, ah, screw it. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get as hammered as I possibly can. And right. uh, none of my friends would let me. Like, I could not find one person to drink with me. I called right. a friend of mine that I thought, uh, I called a friend of mine for like a green light. He didn't even live here in Florida. So I called him just for the green light to be like, Hey man, let's, uh, 
I just need you to say, okay, go out and drink. Like, that's it. <laughs> and he was, was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be the one to do that to you. You've been sober like three, four years. And uh, right. I was like, come on, man. Like, just, you just have to say, say oh. I can do it. Right. Just say I can do it. And he said, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, right. And, you know, that does not mean that I broke my sobriety. It means that I actually accomplished my sobriety. You followed this one weird trick to stay sober. And didn't, which is I did not drink. And you, yeah, you didn't drink. That's that's a big part. So I know what some of you are thinking. Don't think that. Here's the 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 thing is that if you don't do the thing You are innocent of having done that thing. Right. So, yes, it's funny that Trump really tried to obstruct justice and no one would help him. And he, I guess, didn't know how to do it himself. Right. So this was like, ah, ah, witch hunt. And then and then would, you know, go on to whatever. But this is a great angle for me, by the way. I look. I mean, you look fantastic. You you need to like raise your camera when you're sitting at the desk, because the the right like hey, everybody, welcome to my fellow American. Because this is a good. It's very you know it's gravity's working with me, right, and not against me, right. But if you don't, it you know it's funny to see that you know no one would help him obstruct justice. But that means he didn't obstruct justice. That means he didn't or, do it. Or rather, you know, the I guess they can't. Mueller didn't have enough to make a determination for himself if Trump was obstructing justice. And then there's also the question of whether it's even possible for a president. There's a whole school of thought as to whether or not it's possible for a president to obstruct justice because a president is the head of the Justice Department. I don't see any other scenario in which that's argued, like you never argue like, oh, well, the governor is the head of the state. And so if he fires anyone that tries to investigate him, that's okay because he's governor. So I, 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 it's never been challenged, but there's a whole school of thought right. that started during, I, I think, the Nixon eras that said, you know, well, he can do that. He's president or whatever. But the bottom line is that <coughs> he didn't try as he might. He didn't obstruct justice. And we discovered that. So the Mueller report was 448 pages of Trump. I almost said Bill Clinton. I don't know. I was like, not him. Don't say that name. Uh, was 448 pages of Trump not obstructing justice and not colluding with the Russians, which, you know, right. the, the leftist media has been spinning and saying, no, he was obstructing justice. And a lot of people have been focusing in on this one part, on this one segment of the entire yes. thing where uh, Trump. Funniest. Oh, yeah, it's great. Where Trump got upset and uh, he got upset. He found it. Somebody came in. I didn't actually write that down. I probably should have. But uh, he, somebody came in and told him that Mueller was going to be investigating him. And Trump got upset and he said, this is the end of my presidency. I'm fucked, which is a quote. Right. So it's not us cussing. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's journalism, right? That's journalism. Um, right. 
Yes. It, uh, Alpha Dozen just said there wasn't anything to obstruct because no one colluded. Right. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, he, he, the other thing is that it, it, the, the biggest thing Mueller, I guess, leaned on was that because it turned out there wasn't any thing that happened, it would be hard to argue you obstructed justice. If the police come to me and go, Hey, we're investigating whether you robbed this store or not and got all doped up. And I'm like, screw you, get away from me. I don't give a crap about you. Kiss my ass, MAGA. And I, I locked the door on them and they go, well, we have a, a warrant. And I say, I don't care. I'm not opening the door. And then it turns out they have evidence. I didn't do it. It's hard to argue that I obstructed justice. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so in this one sentence where he says, this is the end of my presidency, I'm fucked. Yes. A lot of people are like, well, he's admitting guilt. He is saying he is guilty because he said, this is the end of my presidency, I'm fucked. And I'm just laying into the fact that we can say it on this show. Um, journalism. 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 But in all, in, in all honesty on this one, the way that I personally see it is Trump is a megalomaniac. We all know that. Everybody knows that. He is arrogant. Right. Uh, he is arrogant. He's very, he's narcissistic. Uh, he's very into himself. He thinks he's going to be the best at everything. And having an investigation of the president while he is, uh, while he is in office will always put some sort of black mark on that record. And I right. think... I believe, honestly, he may have known that there was no collusion at the time. There was no obstructing justice or anything like that at the time yet. Right, uh, right, right. But he, whoa, no, forgot to do something. Uh, uh oh, that was totally forgot about that. Let me. I'm oh, gonna, but uh, oh, I, yeah, got it. Got. I forgot to turn off the uh, turn off the old. Uh, Notifications. Okay. Um, But yeah, so I mean, so it it would be like you're saying, you know, it's like my presidency is over. This is like a black cloud hanging over my administration or whatever. Right. And didn't he like further, like that was part of the quote, but didn't he say something like everyone's telling me that when you have a special investigation, it stymies your ability to do anything and you know, you can't get any of your agenda through or something like that. Like, I, I think there was more to it where he was kind of saying like, this is this, the end of my presidency, like being able to do anything. This will take years to clear my name and ruin my presidency. Right. Right. So, I mean, to me, first of all, even if he meant it as, Oh no, they got me. They still didn't have that, you know, like there was it, still, again, there was a lack of evidence. My, Right. There was there wasn't evidence that he colluded and they looked pretty hard. And that's the like. So the whole investigation started as we know that the Russian government or we or they believe that the Russian government did things to try to influence the uh, U.S. election, which the U.S. government never uh, has ever in the history of humankind done in any foreign election ever, by the way. So this is like totally undeserved. And the uh, uh, Russian government you know, uh, apparently wanted uh, Trump to win over Hillary, possibly because Hillary kept talking about um, nuking them. So that so that that uh, so so they knew that. And so what they were trying to figure out was, was there an active collusion between the Trump uh, campaign and the Russian government? And they found no evidence of that. Right. And well, they obstruct justice. Well, we had no evidence that there was anything 
any actual thing to obstruct us from discovering and the things that could have been considered obstruction people wouldn't let him do or help him with he just was generally a hostile witness but not quite not ready to say that's a prosecutable thing right just because somebody doesn't want to answer questions relative to a crime they are being committed or being charged with does not mean they're actually obstructing justice. It just means that right. they're pleading the fifth essentially. And I mean, president Trump was, he was just, I'm certain he was just being a dick. Cause he, I mean, that's just who he is. He was, being, he was being a dick and he was, he, I mean, listen, you could, it, here's the thing. If they had determined that he had colluded, they'd probably have something there to say obstruction of justice because he wasn't just not cooperating. He was also like going on Twitter and saying that they were scum and that, you know, this and that. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, he, he wrote a a thin line either way, but that's not obstruction of justice. That's being, you know, that's being a, the the best way it's a hostile witness. You just, you don't want to participate. You're doing as little as you possibly can. And you're considering going further, but not actually doing it. Right. So, I mean, that it is what it is. And but there's just enough there there for the Democrats, not for I mean, it seems like uh, Nancy Pelosi and Steiny Hauer and like the um, the congressional Democrats or, or at least the ones in leadership positions really want to move past this. And say, well, this is enough to show that he's a bad president and we can, you know, remove him next year. And the hardcore left and the new Democrats in Congress are like, no, we need to impeach, which is stupid. Yeah. So you, one of the main people, one of the main people who is actually making it part of her campaign is Elizabeth Warren. Right. If anybody watched the CNN town halls Monday night, yesterday, Monday night, for those of you who aren't watching us live, um, Elizabeth Warren led the evening. Uh, She was the first person. And the, the questions the audience was giving her were just softball after softball after softball. Um, They were, easiest questions ever. You know, how do you feel about pot? How, what should we do about military style weapons? Um, stuff like that. Uh, if you can move like right. two inches to your left, um, <laughs> your, your left. Yes. Perfect. Um, you're just off centered and it was bugging the crap right. out of me. <laughs> no, no problem. Um, but, she and then uh, I think Jake Tapper was the guy who was uh, emceeing that one. I, I I don't really remember, but he said, "What do you think about impeaching the president?" And she was going on about how uh, the Mueller report was essentially saying that yes, it shows that he was doing something illegal, but uh, he definitely colluded with the Russians. And I, and I said, "Now I'm gonna I'm gonna be real honest. I have not read all of the Mueller report." I have read parts of it. Right. Much like everybody else. And I think that right. heard a lot of people that have read all 450 40, pages or right. whatever it is. Yeah. I think it's 400 pages with 48 pages of like, um, 
uh, footnotes and bibliography and right. stuff. I don't know if bibliography is the right word, but you know, um, I looked this up on Wikipedia, uh, but all, you know, all 450 pages of it. I doubt that Elizabeth Warren did. I doubt anybody did minus bar bill bar, um, bill, bill, bill bar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got that one written down cause I knew I was going to mess it up. Um, <laughs> But, uh, so she's going on and on about how, um, she's going on and on about how she thinks that needs, he needs to be, be, uh, be impeached because there's obvious, there's obvious proof that he colluded and that the Russians hacked certain voting, uh, booths in Florida, which, I mean, if it's going to happen in a state, duh, it's going to happen here. Florida, right. Um, but, um, basically, okay, so the... And yeah, we're back. OBS, fix your shit. Sorry. This is insane. No, it's this is crazy. Like, no, I, I, I am I'm, apologizing to anybody who's watching us and who enjoys this show because this is frustrating as fuck. Yeah, this is ridiculous. This is absurd. Uh, I want all the money that I've never paid. For OBS? To, for OBS. Right. Um, not giving anything worth it. No, it's, it's stupid, but so yeah. So the Mueller report is, it's like a, like a Rorschach test for partisanship. It's whatever you see in it and you, uh, it's, uh, this says Trump's guilty and that he's a jerk and that he's, you know, he's, he didn't cooperate with authorities and he probably did something wrong. Right. This says that Trump didn't do anything wrong. Now the objective, cause I mean, I, I think we're pretty objective cause we don't really care about any of these people is that there wasn't any evidence that he colluded and that there was evidence that he was not cooperative and may have tried to obstruct justice, but that he wasn't actually able to. And, because there was no collusion, it was hard. It's, you can't really argue someone's obstructing justice if there wasn't an actual thing happening. And so Mueller kind of leaned on saying, I can't make a traditional judgment as to whether he should be prosecuted or not. I don't have enough here to say that he should and left it at that. And so it's not an exoneration, but it doesn't say there's nothing actionable there. Right. And it would be hard especially in a Senate that is majority Republican and Liz Warren knows this to say, let's start impeachment. She knows how that's going to end, but she has to say it because she has to get her, her progressive bona fides out there before the next guy. So uh, just plain Skippy on, on the old Periscope said, uh, so sorry, hang on. So that gives fake Pocahontas the right to impeach him. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yes. It does give her the right to attempt to impeach him. It does not mean that it will work, and it does not mean he should be impeached. But yes, she has the right to attempt to, uh, the right to attempt to impeach him. Just like anybody has, any member of Congress has the right to attempt to impeach any president. Yeah, anyone in the House can introduce articles of impeachment, and if it passes with, what is it, two thirds, I think. 
thousand majority. Is it two thirds? Yeah. And uh, uh, that because one's majority and one's two thirds, and I always forget what. That then the Senate moves to see whether they're going to, uh, you know, they do when basically their version of a trial and decide whether to convict them or not. It's never actually happened in U.S. history. Doesn't mean it can't happen, but I don't think it's going to happen from this report with a Republican majority. I don't even think it's going to happen with a Democratic majority. No. You don't have a smoking gun that he actually did anything illegal. Right. Um, uh, thank you for... Uh, we got some first-time viewers. Stefan Sears. Stefan Sears or Stefan Sears? Uh, first-time viewer, uh, love Sir Beard. But uh, first time watching us, well, we hope you enjoy us just as much as you love Mr. America. The bearded truth. Yeah, we love Mr. America, the bearded truth as well. Yeah. I used to have a beard, but I shaved it, so I apologize for I that. I have never once in my life had a beard. Um, well, but you don't apologize for that. I don't, not even a little bit. You've evolved past beards. Right. Um, so, yeah, so this report was a Rorschach test. It changes nothing in terms of what people think. I think of Trump's, initially, Trump's opinion polls went up a couple points and then they've gone down a couple points and he's pretty much back where he started. Like, it's not, it was not going to be a game changer. And this is sort of what we've been saying from the beginning that no one was going to walk away from this thing thinking differently than they thought coming into it. Because right. it's, it's just hazy enough where people can be like, they can take whatever they want from it. Exactly. And <coughs> yeah, like you said, uh, you Rorschach test, right? Um, right. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was a Rorschach test. However you looked at, however you thought the Mueller report was, if you were on the right, you thought he was innocent. If you're on the left, you thought he was guilty. If you're somewhere in the middle, eh, you looked one way or the other. Uh, and no matter what the findings said, you're only going to believe your side. When you have a bill, uh, Bill Maher, uh, from real time with Bill Maher, uh, on TV saying, I don't need to read the Mueller report, Mueller report. I have a TV. Yeah. You're already, I know he already, I already know he did it. Yeah. Right. I already know he did it. I have a TV. That's because you already right. have your biases in place. And right. While you and I, okay. So the, the Mueller investigation has essentially been going on for as long as the show has been on the air. And we have been saying from day one, there is no Russia collusion. <sighs> Proving us right once again. We are, we nail our long-term predictions on stuff where we predict like years, months, weeks before anyone else does. We always nail it. Sometimes we predict what's going to be happen tomorrow and are dead ass wrong. But on the stuff where it's like, this is what's going to happen in the future. This, we, we nail it every nail time. It every and we time. say it like that. We say it. Um, but so we've been saying that all along. If, if we happen to have been wrong in this circumstance, which is a huge if, but if we had happened to have been wrong in this circumstance, then we would have gracefully admitted and been like, yeah, no, he did it. Like, all right. Oh yeah. hundred percent. He did it. But again, we were right. And we, uh, just continue our amazing winning streak. winning streak. And here's the thing. The reason we said we don't think he did it isn't because of any kind of partisanship or loyalty to him ideologically or nope. partisan wise or any other reason, you know, we don't like, it had nothing to do with that. 
we said there wasn't anything there, especially the longer it went on, because the, my biggest thing was if there was something there, we'd be getting leaks about it. We are getting way too many leaks from the Trump administration and from this person's campaign and from that person's. We know a lot of, you know, big ticket, hundred, you know, uh, uh, you know, bird's eye view stuff that if they had evidence that there was like Trump collusion, uh, we would know. When this last BuzzFeed news garbage came out, and I forget what it even was, but where they were saying that they had a, a bombshell that Michael Cohen uh, uh, had some kind of evidence that Trump had uh, had colluded, and no one else was saying it. It was like, okay, look, if no one else is saying it, then you're probably wrong. It's sure, sure enough, uh, uh, Mueller actually took the unprecedented step of coming out and saying this report's garbage, which he hadn't done that with any any of the other ones. But the fact that there was no leaking of any anything saying, yeah, no, Trump definitely colluded. That to me meant, did we? Are we gone again? No. No, no, we're not. Oh, okay. I was laughing at a comment. I was just going to wait for you to finish until I read it. Okay. Okay, no problem. Yeah, no, it's a, the, the fact that we never got a leak was why we said there was no collusion here. People voted for Trump. Trump won because a lot of people didn't vote for Hillary in the states where one would expect them to, and they didn't because she was a garbage candidate. End of story. Right. Um, just playing Skippy won. Uh, said you got a better chance to prove collusion with Kim Jong Un. Yeah, I mean, yeah. much better shot of that. That's actually a decent. You could actually argue that. Actually, that's, yeah, I mean that that you're gonna have a much better chance there than you do anywhere else. Yeah, um, I mean, I actually kind of like that theory. Right. I mean, I'm not opposed <laughs> to that one. I don't, I'm not opposed to that theory at all. My only, th- my only issue with that theory is I don't think North Korea has the technology to be able to hack anything. Oh no, it, it did no good whatsoever. But I, I like the theory, right? Because even if you, even if you had colluded with the North Korean government, they could maybe like do a couple email blasts on Mailchimp, and that's about it. Like, I mean, there's not, they're not gonna, they're not gonna to really be able to do a, a heck of a lot because they're dying, they're starving to death, right? So, um, like colluding. With- um so a little bit uh so yeah i did do you have anything else on the meal no everyone's already thought what they thought now we know what it was and still everyone still thinks what they thought right uh that's basically the way that i look at it uh real quick uh (laughs) that's true of most stories is everyone's just gonna think whatever they thought anyway Chris Reynolds says that your beard is better than North Korean technology. Um, that could be true of either of our beards. That's actually, well, I think their technology is still better than my beard. Cause it's non-existent. They have some form of technology. That's a good, I mean, right now I've got a, this is, Many would consider this a light stubble, and for me, this is truly a shadow. I shaved yesterday, so this is this is. I'm a hairy, I'm a hairy Jew. <laughs> I I I I I, uh, I do a lot of uh, trimming of my hair to keep it under control. So yes, no, I'm definitely better than the, than the Norks, but I you know what? Yeah, your beard and the Nork technology pretty pretty. There's a contest there, right? Um, and Tova Shriver says, you look good, Spike. I'm still annoyed at you, though. 
Um, so you know what that's about. <laughs> yeah. I do know what that's about, and we'll just leave it at that. But thank you. I so, try my best. So before uh, things started going all haywire on us, we were uh, touching up. We were touching briefly on uh, Elizabeth Warren and her desire to impeach the president. Liz Warren. Liz Warren. Uh, she also. Moth of the Democratic uh, presidential hopefuls. Arguable. Uh, <laughs> there's just so many of them now. Um, That's a lot of them are the moth. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um <laughs> So uh, she also has announced this week that she wants to enact a $640 billion program for student college debt, college loan debt. And in, in her, in her, uh, uh, the offering (laughs) her plan, her her scheme, Um, she will pay off up to $50,000 of anybody that has college debt, uh, which me as somebody with $50,000 worth of college debt, I'm like, great. Except for the fact I know how that's going to happen. And I don't actually want that. Um, her plan also includes free associates and bachelors and trade schools for all who want it. Uh, for all who want it. I'm not sure if that's going to extend over to post-grad, which eventually it's going to have to extend over to post-grad. Because, what, because undergrad's going to be just as worthless as high school. Undergrad's already as worthless as high school. Uh, be as worthless as middle school. And right. so now you'll have to take post-grad to high school level. Uh, so, of course, it's going to go all the way. Everyone's going to have a JD. We're all going to have JDs with a 50% literacy rate. And, and you know, but no debt. No debt. No debt. Uh, Sarah Branyan says, I'm going to mess this up. Sh- Shog Samini? Yeah, yes. Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> if someone knows Sarah, does anyone know Sa- Sarah? Thank you, Sarah. Please, someone tell Sarah I said thank you. <laughs> Good pay Sarah. I, I was looking at that going, man, I have no idea how to pronounce this. Um but so Elizabeth Warren is now, <laughs> she knows that she is irrelevant. She knows that four years ago was the best time she could have run and she didn't do it. So yeah. she is just tossing out whatever she can, wherever she can, being like, let's impeach the president, free college for yeah. all. Now I'm pro yeah. weed. Look at me drinking a beer. Um, reparation. Everyone gets reparations everyone... now or all the... Only the black people get reparations. Yeah, she's throwing whatever she can and hoping it sticks. Exactly. And she, she apparently called some guy that donated five bucks to her campaign and like, hey, look at me. I'm a normal person who calls, you know, thank you for donating to my campaign, blah, blah, blah. Um, because I'm a normal human being who does that. Um, I'm a normal human being because that's what what I do is what normal people do is I run for president. Right. So I'm just I, just like you. I'm running for president. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, cause you know, all of us are megalomaniacs, narcissistic, centered, over the government, right, right, right. right. Who, who want to rule over, who want to be the f- ruler of the free world. Right. One of the refreshing things about Trump was that there was zero and is zero pretense of humility at all. Every once in a while we'll be like, yeah, I'm in this for you. No, the hell not. No one thinks he is like he, the, he, he doesn't pretend that he's one of you guys and no one who's running. You know, for mayor 
of a smallish town, sure. If you're running for federal office, stop telling me you're an everyman. You're not an everyman. And if you're running for president, stop. Right. Just stop it. So uh, Chris Reynolds, attorney hey, Chris. Chris Reynolds, if you're attorney in Florida, Chris attorney Chris Reynolds, uh, if you're in Florida, do I have his pen anywhere around here so I could read his phone number? Um, <laughs> I don't know if you'd want me to do that right now, actually. Um, attorney Chris Reynolds, uh, who fantastic attorney, great guy, one of my close personal friends. He's a Chelsea fan if you like soccer or football depending on what you say. Um, Chris Reynolds said, but her social media game is on point, undeniable. And I don't disagree with Chris often. But in this, in this situation, I got to disagree with Chris Reynolds. Rare moment of, of, of incorrectness from Chris Reynolds PC. I know. We, she's definitely on social media. She is. She is on but social media. If I ever find myself thanking my wife for being with me in the kitchen and saying I'm glad she's there, I'd have to argue that my social media game is lacking. Lacking. Maybe? Lacking? Lacking? Honey, do you, uh, do you want a beer? No, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Why would I want a beer? Uh, I don't want to day drink with you in front of a hundred thousand of our closest friends and family. Right. The, so like you, I am a 78 year old woman or 73 or however old. No, I'm well into my seventies. Who's drinking a, oh, a lager, drinking a lager as I, as I want to do in my kitchen. Hey, here's my husband. Chris. Great to see you. Great to see you. I'm, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. It's good to see you. Hey, you want to drink with me while we talk about, I don't know, the, uh, uh, healthcare? I mean, look, so, and then, uh, uh, so that guy that Liz Warren called, no doubt, is going to have a fun time when Beto O'Rourke comes to his house, jumps up on his countertop. And kneels down to get get eye level with him because he's an everyman too. Like you, I'm a six foot one man who jumps on top of stuff and then gets down low to the floor so I can get down so I can get, like look at you. Couldn't just stand in front of you and do that. I have to I have to make it about me and make your countertops dirty. But I I uh, so that that he has that that that. For his, for the low price of a five dollar donation, he's got a lot to look forward to. And now Chris Reynolds is retracting, saying, "My eleven year old son, who has no social media presence, is better than Warren." And see, we're changing minds here. Um. <laughs> this is where this is where this is like the McLaughlin Group, <laughs> but just with Chris Reynolds. You're wrong. You're wrong. 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 Um, um, we, we both, I just dated both of us there, but, um, <laughs> uh, I, and possibly Chris Reynolds as well. But, um, yeah, I, 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 you know, a lot of people have a, a, a strong social media game. Um, Bateau is another one who does not, he did, I don't, he did the live stream of his teeth getting whitened. <laughs> like, I'll admit that the last time 
you and I got together and we talked about AOC. She had just gotten drunk on the floor and was eating fruit snacks like some low rent David Hasselhoff. And her social media game isn't bad. It's not bad. It's really good. She has a voice and it's a very obvious voice and she's got a very obvious following and it's great. Yeah, it's it, like it, I hate everything she says, but well, I hate almost everything she says. But right, but her 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 fault. She has a strong following. Yes. She has a good concept. She's like Trump. She knows what her audience wants, and she gives it to them on a regular basis, and they love her for it. Exactly, but uh, yeah, outside of her, I don't really know of a Democrat that's got a good. So, like, I can't think of a social. Uh, Rand Paul isn't bad. Yeah, he's not bad, but it it, it of But that's the, Mar- that's Marianne. <laughs> that's, is it? Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Marianne that's running his social media, so Well there you go. So that's his wife. If you if you look at any of the Democrat presidential candidates, they all seem like boomers trying to get hip, even though some of them are only a few years older than well not us because we're very young. Because we're but very someone, yeah. Well into their thirties, some of um, them would almost be considered younger than us if we weren't so young. Right, exactly. They some if we weren't actually children. Um, but the, uh, I mean, you look at, I mean, Liz Warren is. Just, I, I remember she like posted this video of she was on the train with her husband, and she goes pans over to him, and he's asleep, and she pans back and is like, hee hee. I just recorded my husband who was asleep. It's like, listen, don't just please stop. Like, we get it. We get it. This is, we get it. You are on the internet and okay, but that's, I'm not going to vote for you because of this. And uh, no, she's desperate. She's doing what she has to do because she's a laughing stock and she's irrelevant and she's just throwing stuff out and hoping it'll stick. Knowing that more than likely, the more popular candidates will just co-opt any of her stuff that she doesn't have any kind of copyright on saying, I'm going to give everyone free stuff. Uh, 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 you've got, you know, Andrew Yang, Yang Gang, who is, you know, out in front saying, I'm just going to give everyone just money. And then <laughs> yeah. as he goes along, he just keeps adding free stuff to it. And, uh, you know, I mean, by the time it's over, it's like, you know, everyone is going to get everything paid for, for everything and everything will be great. Um, Yang Gang. Yeah, and, yeah. But he can get away with that because that was his shtick from the beginning is, hey, I'm a successful businessman and I want to give everyone free stuff. Yep. And, he, he, you know, because you deserve it. And the robots are coming to take everyone's job. So here's free money because of that. Right. And that's not like that's that's his thing. So even if people try to co-opt it, it it's obvious that they're co-opting Yang Gang stuff. Liz Warren? Liz Warren isn't known for all this stuff. Liz Warren is known as pretending to be a native and, you know, uh, uh, calling for a, a, a terrible consumer protection board that thankfully is, has been neutered. Um, and that's pretty much it. Right. So as of today, today, right now we have 20 people which are in the race for the democratic nominee after representative Steve Moulton, a Democrat from Massachusetts entered the race, former Marine Corps. Uh, Seth. What's that? I think it's Seth. That's what I said. You said Steve. Oh, Seth. I've got it written down as Seth, so 
Um, okay, good. All right, okay. Mr. Moulton. Mr. S. Moulton. S. Moulton. Seth Moulton. 40-year-old Marine. Um, but Thursday, big news. Thursday, there'll be 21 people in the race. 21 uh-huh. as former Vice President Biden will be announcing on Thursday that he plans on sniffing the hair of all of America. <laughs> As Joe Biden walks up creepily behind the Democratic presidential hopefuls, embraces their shoulders, and takes a nice whiff. I can't wait. I cannot food. wait for this debate, of which they're having 20 people on the stage, I believe. Something like that. Either they're doing 10 and 10. Like, they're, they're capping it at 20. I know that. So there's right. 21 people. One of these people isn't making it. Um, I could make some bets right now, but I'm not even going to worry about that yet because I think we're getting more people. But oh yeah, we're definitely getting more. If freaking Seth, what's a Seth Moulton? I've never heard of this person. I've never heard of a Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. I, Pete Buttigieg is in third. <laughs> I, that's what's so funny about it because everyone. Do you know what this is? And and this is something that a lot of the left don't aren't comfortable with is that the Democrat Party standard voters who are not plugged into what's going on right now are just looking at like the white guys and saying them because the top running people, correct me if I'm wrong, are Biden, Beto, Buttigieg and Bernie. Uh, Biden and Bernie are tied with 19 each. Uh Buttigieg is immediately behind them with like 16 and then Beto's back behind him. Right. So, so like almost half, roughly half. Yeah, no, actually pretty much half of the, of the, or over half of the voters are like white guy. And some of them are like gay white guy. And you know, this is, so the more people come in, in my mind, the more likely Trump is to, to get reelected because I think this is going to be a bloodbath between competing camps followed by whoever hobbles out of the nomination, just getting, you know, flat blasted every day by, uh, by a, uh, you know, an empowered post Mueller report Trump. But I, I may be wrong, but I, I, I don't see it. And I don't see any of these people winning. Per, I, no, me neither. Personally, I'm looking forward to the debates because you're going to have Joe Biden, creepy uncle Joe. Up, up on stage, and like they're going to bring out the candidates probably separately. Like they're just going to walk out, and you're going to have creepy Joe walking down the aisle, like shaking hands with Buttigieg. I don't know; he might sniff Buttigieg's hair because he's not sure how to act around gay people. Not yeah, yeah, not a hundred percent sure. He's going to go up to like Kamala and get right behind her and give her the little shoulder rub. Right good luck tonight and you know go down and go to bernie and he's gonna get up there just because he's an he's an awful campaigner he's a great meme subject but he's an awful campaigner hey this is the guy that said uh there are so many it's a good thing there are so many uh indians in the country i'm paraphrasing the crap out of this there's good thing there are so many indians in the state of delaware because now they have so many 7-elevens or something, something along those lines. <laughs> but it, it is he's not in the one that said when Obama uh, announced that he was running for president, Bernie said something like, 
it's great that we finally have a nice, smart, clean black guy running for president or something like like uh, something like that. I, I, I know the I, word "clean" was involved there. It was like I believe it was a cl- I believe the quote was a clean, clean Negro. Did he say Negro? I think he said a clean Negro. Oh, good. Well, that's even better. I was gonna just think black guy, but it, first of all, just say clean. Like if if you're happy that you finally seen a clean black guy, then that probably there's a problem there. Right. If, if Negro, that made it even better. Um. Yeah. No. He's it. So I remember in the in the last election cycle, there were, I think at the top, at its peak, 16 Republicans running. 16 GOP to, candidates in, the, in 2016. <laughs> and, they, and that was unwieldy and ridiculous. And, of course, it, it ensured that Trump won because it was Trump versus not Trump. And that got split into, you know, a million different, million different people. And they had to have multiple debates. You know, there were two different sets of debates with the, the B team and stuff like that. Like, now you've added at least five more to that and a lot of them are relatively major players i think it's going to be i think it's going to be a completely unwieldy mess i enjoy watching as much of it as i can stomach same with the republican one and um the whole time trump just gets to sit there and you know build up his his war chest for whichever of these you know poor souls walks out of this intersectional uh, 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 bloodbath oppression Olympics off and and walks out with the the nomination and half of the party hating him or her. I I can't, I I don't see that going well for them, but we shall see. No, no matter who it is, I I don't think that uh, Trump, I don't think Trump loses this election. Like it's going to take a miracle. Like that's going to be one hell of an October surprise. Yeah, and I think it would take something like a, and and this could happen, if you had a massive recession that got triggered or if there were, if you had a terror attack, people tend to rally around the person that's president. Look at 9-11. So, I mean, there's really short of like, like a, like a, a really bad, an immediate, you know, economic jolt or something like that. I don't really see anything happening that. Or the, or the Democrats no longer being how they are, but they are how they are. So right. I, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see it going differently. And again, I, I don't say this as someone that you know is like, oh, GOP forever, Trump till I die, MAGA MAGA. Like I, it, it's one authoritarian or another that wins. But I think that Trump's gonna win personally. I don't, I don't see him. I don't see how he doesn't win with these odds. But what do I know? Now, Chris Reynolds brings up a uh, and Tova Shriver Shriver said uh, Biden said articulate about Obama. He he said that as well. I just fact checked it, um, but yeah. He, but he said clean too, right? He like, did. Yeah, yeah no, he said clean. clean. He said clean. He said articulate. Um, Finally, a black guy who bathes and can speak correctly. He speaks like, that's so well. What, he speaks so well. He speaks I have a so black well. friend. Like it's. It, that's like, so, so it reminds me of the Chris Rock sketch from the 90s. And I don't remember the yeah. name of that sketch, but it's the one where he's talking about Colin Powell. And, he's like, and Republicans are like, he speaks so well. He speaks so well. What did you think he was going to come out and say? I'm going right. to push the button. Right. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that's, and I mean, obviously it was, 
Biden was, you know, doing a big blow to, to uh, you know, Jackson and Sharpton with that, because he's basically saying the other black, prominent black people to run for president as a Democrat were train wrecks. And OK, I am not sure I disagree with you, but that's not the way to say it. Right. Maybe say it that way. Maybe say, like, this is, you know, I, I'm not sure how you say that. In the Democratic field, I don't know how you say that. I think you just say, "Yeah, good for you, Brock." I think that I, I saying I think you speak well and you seem clean is probably not the best way to go about. It. So Chris, Reynolds, but at least he didn't sniff his hair. He didn't sniff his hair. No, he did not sniff his hair. I wouldn't, man. I might, would... help. might have helped him. I don't know. Uh, Chris Reynolds wants to know if slash when Bernie doesn't uh, if when when. Chris Reynolds wants to know when Bernie doesn't get the nomination, how many Bernie supporters won't go support the Democratic Party nominee? He has seen polls indicating 20% won't support. Depends on who does get it. I think if he doesn't get it, but a one of the more progressive ones gets it, I think you peel off a lot of those diehards. There were a lot of people that were never Trumpers, too, who said, I'm not voting for Trump. And at one point it was as high as, you know, a plurality of, of Republican primary voters who said, I'll never vote for Trump. And, you know, the realities of once it's the general election cycle and they, it's either Trump or Hillary. And a lot of them said, Oh, great plan. Then I'll vote for Hillary. Yeah. So I, I don't think it would be that high. And I think that, I think even with, so Ber- people were upset that Bernie lost to Hillary but they were upset for more than just the fact that Bernie lost. They were upset how he lost the way that they, he was, you know, they sort of systemically cheated him as much as they could. And also who he lost to, which was like the worst possible candidate. And so I think if Bernie gets dropped over Biden or even Beto, I progressives are kind of sick of Beto all of a sudden too. I think that's because sort they- of those, they know that he has zero platform, minus the one he stands on. He's <laughs> that's why it's the lack of a place compensating for no actual right. platform. So he stands on stuff. I like that, but uh, they liked Beto when it was looking like he might be Ted Cruz. Which you know what, no one likes Ted Cruz, so I get it. But now that it's you know him versus Kamala Harris or Cory uh, Booker or you know someone like that, now that the sheen isn't quite there like it was, but. So I think if Bernie loses to like a Biden or someone like that, then I think a lot of people stay home. If Bernie loses to a Kamala Harris, which is ironic because Kamala Harris is probably among the most like law and order conservative, if you could even call it such a thing among the, the crowd. I mean, she's 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 locked up more black men, black people than every other person in the field combined. <laughs> so uh, but I, I think if he loses to her or to to Corey or to some of the other ones, I think a lot of them get peeled off by the general, even if they complain a lot. I think that they vote. I think that Biden is the most likely to win. And he's also the most likely to then lose to Trump because precisely because the hard left is going to be like, nah, I'm fine with whoever wins. I'm I'm not going to participate in this. Right. Yeah. If it's going to like, even if it's a, um, Buttigieg, even if it's Buttigieg, like if it's Buttigieg, I see them like switching over. I don't see him voting for an, like an establishment. I don't see him voting for Elizabeth Warren or Kamala Harris or Cory Booker or 
there are so many of them. Liz, Liz Warren would have it. Liz Warren would have an uphill battle. She she's probably the most progressive of the establishment, but she's also an old white woman that pretended to be a native and then like lofted off like it wasn't that big of a deal. Right. And that that's not done. Assuming uh, unless she. If, if she actually starts to work her way up the field, <clears throat> that's not done haunting her. Um, that really is not done haunting her. Um, cause, uh, the, the intersectional feminist crowd that makes up the, the bulk of the hard left is not done with that. They're, they're not going to jump on her right now cause they have bigger fish to fry. But if she actually worked her way up, that would definitely come back. I mean, she, she said, she didn't, we now know that she actually actively tried to benefit from it, um, you know, with, with uh, her uh, job placement and stuff in, in, in uh, was it Harvard? Yeah. And then, but, but even stupid stuff like she, sh- she submitted recipes to a Native American cookbook. Like, real, like, when we talk about cultural appropriation, that's an actual textbook example of such a thing where you submit a potato soup recipe and say, you know, like a root vegetable recipe, and you go, oh, this is, we learned this in the wigwam. Like, it, 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 it's, 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 it's stupid, and that's, that, that's not done haunting her if she actually works her way up. I think it's done haunting her because she's not going to break single digits, so. Right. I would agree with that. Um, on a side note, completely nothing to do with this. Allegedly, okay. Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live, has been talked to about playing the Joker in the next Harley Quinn movie. Ew. Wait. Davidson? Harley? Harley Davidson. Isn't there something going on with Harley Davidson? (laughs) Hey. Uh, Yeah. Wow. I forgot all my segues just now. <laughs> Woo! Pete Davidson is not actually in talks to be the Joker in the next Harley Quinn. Movie. Harley Davidson. Oh man! You know when I was a jockey, um, uh, I don't even remember that now. Something with uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Anyway, yeah, Harley Davidson. I I am so flustered right now. <laughs> with that segue. That did the opposite of what segues are supposed to do. I know. By the way, I know. That's like anti-segue. You like um, the segues that I sent you, so I was like, "All right, I'm going to give one a shot." That was a okay. So Harley Davidson is a real thing, guys. It is. So we've been told. I don't know if you guys have been following the news. I'm. I am. Well, I. So. So I. Hey, everybody, I don't know if you've been following the news, but we've been told that the best way to have trade is to negotiate for fair trade deals with foreign countries where we, if you can picture two people sitting in chairs and one person says, if you don't stop punching yourself in the face, I'm going to punch myself in the face even harder. And that person goes, you're a loser. I'm going to punch myself ever harder than you could ever even imagine punching yourself. That is ultimately a trade negotiation because <clears throat> tariffs, uh, taxes on imported goods, all of these things do far more harm to the 
that government's domestic consumers than it does to anyone else because by they're the ones paying the tariffs they're the ones paying the taxes on these things and by driving up the median price of these products yes it might potentially make uh the domestic uh producer of that thing it might now make theirs you know the same price as their competitors but what it also does is it makes people less likely to buy that thing in the first place because the price is shot up. So then they sell less of their product as well, and it doesn't help anyone. And so we have a few more recent examples of this. One of them is Harley Davidson. And uh, they had I, – I can't even say Harley Davidson anymore after that segue. But Harley Davidson uh, saw a 26% loss uh, in, in profit as, from the last year. Uh, they attribute it to – uh, two sets of tariffs. One is the EU uh, taxes on uh, imports, uh, imported uh, vehicles to, to EU member nations. And, but they said the biggest one was the Trump tariffs on steel. So most uh, steel, because the price of, of producing steel in the U.S. is so high because of labor and environmental regulations, most of companies would import steel where they can get it much cheaper. And now because they can't, their products are way more expensive. And so to offset that, Trump has issued even more tariffs on the things that they're competing on the companies they're competing with. And so it's just a huge mess. So that's one example. Another example. So Trump is now uh, uh, promising retaliatory tariffs against the EU to help Harley Davidson. And then now you have uh, 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 we now know that uh, washing machines have uh, the washing machine uh, industry is falling apart right now. Uh, for many years, uh, Whirlpool uh, dominated the washing machine uh, industry in uh, America, but more recently they've gotten competitors like Samsung and LG and, and, and foreign competitors, and they're complaining that they actually have competitors now. So Trump issued a tariff on washing machines. Now, washing machine prices have been steadily dropping for nearly 10 years now. It's been a golden age of buying washing machines, believe it or not. Uh, I, I, no, I, I didn't know. I haven't bought a washing machine that- 15 years but yeah i know i know but if you were in the market for a washing machine best time ever to do it except for now washing machine prices have shot up to all-time highs and because they've shot up to all-time highs no people are buying fewer and fewer washing machines including whirlpool washing machines so even whirlpool who there was supposedly supposed to help is is harm hurt from it it turns out guys that centrally planned trade and economies are bad because you have governments that don't have any skin in the game and don't have any understanding of how markets work, making politically based decisions for large corporations that are politically connected. And so it, and it ends up not even helping them either. Everyone gets screwed in it except for the government coffers. Uh, so the government raised, I think it was 26 million, 82, I think it was $82 million in these uh, washing machine tariffs. And it costs consumers like, billion more, some ridiculous thing. So uh, for anyone saying that, uh, you know, tariffs and and these trade wars and all this stuff is a good idea, um, the next time you go to Walmart, uh, I want you to go up to the greeter and say, hey, you dick, I have a big trade surplus with you. I'm buying way more stuff than you're buying for me. And if this doesn't stop, I'm going to... I'm going to tax myself every time I buy something for you. And then you sit there and wait for them to, to blink. 
You got to argue from a position. You got to you got to negotiate from a position of strength with them. If that sounds absolutely stupid and ridiculous to you, then so should uh, the trade wars. Yep. Um, <laughs> did you watch? I'm waiting for the segue. <laughs> did you watch any of the uh, town halls yesterday? I did not. I I, I did not. I watched, I watched a couple. I didn't watch all of them because my brain couldn't handle it. Um, there was one thing that was kind of a, besides reparations, uh, there was another thing that was kind of a standard in all of them. Uh, and I'm going to ask you your opinion on this. I know that you and I agree. Well, you don't think anybody should be voting, but uh, you and I agree that somebody who has served their debt to society who has gone through their prison sentence should be able to vote again. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, a new thing that they, if, if people can vote, if we're told that, you know, if you're a citizen and you haven't done anything wrong, you can vote. If you've done whatever this state claims is your debt to society, I think at that point you should be able to vote again. Yes. Right. Now, a new thing that they are rooting for is you have, Bernie Sanders saying that he wants people in jail to be able to vote. Oh, wow. Um, I believe that should be popular. Yeah. <laughs> That'll go over real well. Um, yeah. Bernie, Bernie Sanders is uh, kind of going after the Boston bombers vote. Uh, <laughs> that, and that's one of the people that he used as an example, uh, saying that he, he used that as an example. Yeah. Yeah, I I did not make that up. Optics, guys. Yeah. That those are there's optics, and then there's Bernie Sanders saying that the Boston bomber should be able to vote, presumably for him. Um. But yeah, so that's a that's been one that they're kind of resting their laurels on, and I don't like. I think that's an awful awful thing to be like. No, this is where we're going. Like as far as. Yeah. As far as a party platform, this is a bad, 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 bad idea. Oh, uh, politically, it's a stupid, terrible idea because the average American is thinking when they think prisoner, the average American thinks rapist, murderer, Boston bomber. Great job on that one, Bernie. Uh, You know, they're thinking of the absolute scum of society who, you know, uh, would kill you just as soon as look at you thieves and, you know, uh, you know, violent, you know, murderous criminals should be voting. That does not going to go over well. The vast majority of people that are in prison are in for victimless crimes like drug commerce. They sold drugs or they bought drugs, which is I'm not, you know, again, we're both recovering addicts. It's none of my business to say whether you can buy or sell drugs or whether you can do drugs or whatever, as long as you're not harming anyone or aggressing against anyone it's none of my business prostitution that's another example uh and and you know before you know without getting into a whole thing on the war on drugs or the war on sex or any of that stuff the 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 bottom line is that the majority of people that are in prison are in prison for um they didn't actually hurt anyone a lot of people are in prison for already being a felon and owning a gun which i mean I thought I was told the Second Amendment says that, you know, uh, you know, the, the right to keep and bear arms arms shall not be infringed. But what do I know? Um, uh, I, I, I guess it turns out that's wrong. But um, 
so if you if, if you look at it from that standpoint and you think of someone who didn't actually hurt anyone and they've been basically kidnapped and held hostage and forced to, you know, uh, uh, live in captivity for doing something that politicians said wasn't, you know, they weren't allowed to do, uh, then should they be able to vote? I'd say, yeah, but, but this also speaks to, but then who decides which ones are okay to vote or not? Because if you ask me, do I think a rapist or murderer should be voting? This speaks to the very nature of democracy. No, I don't think they should be voting. I think they're horrible people. And I think that they are going to make, they're going to make voting decisions that are based on their murderous desires. But then that's true of most voters. Like if you, if you, if you ask the average voter about their thoughts on, you know, like the Middle East or something, they will talk they will say things that make it sound like they should be in prison. I, I've been talking with people, you know, I talk to people about the Middle East. They'll be like, well, I'm not going over there and I don't care anybody about any of them. They can nuke them for all I care about. And it's like, they're going to vote based on thinking that. So, you know, it's a tough one. Like I don't, again, I don't think anyone should be voting. I don't think, I think that we've thoroughly shown that democracy is garbage, that any democratic voting system where you're, where you are using your vote, none of us have the right to rob or, or harm anyone. And if we don't have that right, there's no way for us to delegate that right to someone else. So if I don't have the right to harm you, I shouldn't be able to have the right to use my vote as a proxy to say, well, you go harm this person for me. So no, I, I don't think anyone should be voting. I think at the very least, even if they're in prison, if they haven't harmed anyone and we're saying that voting is a civic duty, then I, I don't see why you would deny it to them. Boston bomber, nah, nah. That, that, no, not Boston Bomber. Boston yeah. Bomber, no. I can't, and I can't believe that he volunteered that as an example of who should be voting. Yeah, I could see a bunch of um, bunch of pedophiles in prison voting to drop the 100 yards away from any school kind of right. stuff. Right, or to, to lower the age of consent to, you know, five. shortly after they can't be aborted anymore. It's like you go straight from abortion to... Legal sex, the magic moment, the magic moment that no one can kill you anymore, but they can have sex with you. That that I could see that happening, and, that, and that's an example of like that would never in a in a in a in a moral and just and voluntary society, we'd never be discussing the possibility of that type of thing. Right. And yet, because in a democratic system, that's a very real possibility. If enough people got together and said, "Yep." Yeah, we should be having banging the two-year-olds. If enough people vote for it, banging the two-year-olds becomes the law of the land. And and uh, I mean, it, you know, they consented. They consent. What if the two-year-old consents? The two-year-old said I yes. Got, I got this. Uh, I got this. It says right here on this napkin that I can do this. Yep. So I, uh, I, you know, so I, I, so yeah, I guess it depends on what they did. But Boston bomber, what a stupid. Like, and he's a pretty savvy politician for him to volunteer the Boston bomber as the exam, the, the prototype of who he thinks should be voting that is being uh, systemically disenfranchised of their their right to vote or their their privilege to vote or whatever. Uh, that would not have been that would not the, the Boston Marathon bomber would not have been my go to. No, that, uh, that, no, absolutely not. A 65-year-old uh, in jail on a three-strikes law for selling uh, cocaine. That would have been my that have been my go-to uh, on that one. <coughs> not Boston Bomber, but what do I know? Right. I'm, I'm also not running for president. 
Right. I'm also not. Hey, maybe I'm missing out on on. Maybe it's that. Maybe you gotta say the bold stuff to get people's attention. I don't know, but no, right. that would not have my, my go-to for that. So uh, before we get to our last topic, Chris Reynolds uh, has multiple questions. Oh, good. Uh, I'm gonna go in reverse order here. Now that the uh, results of the Mueller investigation, now that we know the results of the Mueller investigation, was it one justified, two worth the time and money spent? No. In retrospect, no, but I, I guess I'm not sure that that's how you can judge investigations. I mean, there there were. In all, okay, I, so I, in all honesty, it, yeah, I think they knew from the beginning there was actually no collusion. I think that that was a well-known thing. There was no collusion. They knew that they had a Facebook post coming from Russians that were trying to, like, divide the country and blah, blah, blah. And they were just saying that, yeah, there is a possibility that uh, Trump had a, had something to do with it. Um, but I think they knew that that wasn't factual. And this investigation was intended to find something illegal that he had done that they could impeach him on. I believe that's what it was. So, no, I don't think it was justified, and I don't think it was worth the time. And the, what was it, $300 million spent? $30 million? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of money spent, but I... I... Yeah, I, I think that they had a slim hope that they could get him on something. I don't think it put it this way. Was it done objectively, you know, just to make sure justice was done? No, I think it was done with the hope that they would find something. I do think it, it appears that they didn't try to doctor evidence to make it look like he did anything. But they they were certainly going from the hope that they could find something. Uh, uh, one thing Donald Trump has done, not consistently, but he's done, is he has, he has besmirched the law federal law enforcement and intelligence communities which is good and uh he hasn't been consistent with it but he has done it and they that is an unforgivable sin in those communities you are to take what they say as gospel right at best you're allowed to ignore it and really you're not even allowed to ignore it but you have to ignore it passively and just not address it and when he says things like well we've killed people too or you know well they they were wrong about this and about that and about this and about that you don't get to keep doing that without them being very upset. So I think they would have loved to have found something. Um, so was it worth it? I, I, you know, that's a very subjective thing, but I, I in retrospect, no, it wasn't worth it because it didn't find anything. Right. I, I will also say this. I think that uh, Trump should pardon Julian Assange for two reasons. First of all, it's the right thing to do. Um, and second yeah, that's of all, another thing that happened last week. Oh, that Julian, yeah, Julian Assange got, got uh, arrested. Everyone knows that at this point, but, uh, Trump uh, should absolutely pardon him because it would be the right thing to do. A, he is a, a, a journalist who released something that was given to him after vetting and redacting it uh, as he felt necessary, which is what journalists do. And also because can you effing imagine how Trump's opponents will respond to him pardoning? If for no other reason than entertainment value, he should pardon him. Next question. Okay. Uh, next question. Can we get a better name for Mayor Pete? Feels more like a student council nominee than a presidential one. Maybe it's just me. Mayor Pete Buttigieg of South Bend. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. You have a uh, you have a gay man whose last name has booty in it, yeah. and so it's very difficult to make a nickname for Mayor Pete yeah. that's not inflammatory. Mayor- 
good old booty Pete. Which inflammatory was a lot like his last date. Um... Yes. Right. Uh, sorry, sir. You have booty shish. You've got booty shish. You've got booty shish. I, 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 I guess in, I guess again, in, in, in abstract, yes, there, there should be a better nickname. I just don't know that there is one because his name is terrible. His name is um, awful. Pete isn't fine. Buttigieg is a very sharp downhill uh, turn from Pete. Um, <laughs> Barack Obama was kind of consistently uh, awkward, um, at least for, for an American running uh, uh, at a time when we were at war with a Hussein. Um, uh, 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 that, that was a, an odd time to be. It'd be like if your name was was uh you know uh adolf I, back in 1940 yeah, adolf kaczynski uh 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 was the serial killer back then jack the ripper i i don't know like i was just it was an <laughs> odd time to have a name like that but he owned it i you know jack the ripper from the 30s um, yeah from the 30s and kaczynski old ted kaczynski from the 30s from the 30s all of it from the 30s um, so, oh, David, uh, David, David Adolf Koresh, <laughs> David Adolf Koresh, uh, 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 the, the, the guy who set off the things in the subway in Japan. So, uh, yes, of the, um, yes. So yeah, I don't know where you're going to go with the name. I, I, Buttigieg is not, I mean, I've just been oh, calling him like PB, but that's peanut butter. And you know that's just got way too many connotations. Like, there's just not a. The man's name is Pete Buttigieg. You call him Mayor Mayor Pete. Mayor I mean, Pete. that's really what. It sounds earthy and and folksy or whatever. And oh, Mayor Pete. You know, Mayor Pete. And uh, and really, you're just trying not to say anything like that is in any way that could be in any way construed as homophobic. Anytime you say his name, right. Right, and anything with booty in it is, I mean... It's just... That's just flat out. Hiding the rim there. Huh? So, uh... <laughs> don't, ride, don't ride Pete's rim, guys. Yeah. Um, Next. Question. <laughs> so, no, there is nothing better than Mayor Pete. No, no that's it. Mayor Pete's the best thing we got going. Right. Uh, and also, nobody knows exactly what he stands for. I think he's like it for global. He's against global warming, <laughs> not for it. He's not for global warming, as opposed to us who just want the globe to war. Right. Uh, his next question is: Has the Trump presidency changed the executive branch for future presidents? If so, in what ways? I don't. So I don't think so because. Barack Obama, and I may be wrong here, uh, so if I am, Spike will correct me. Uh, I believe that Barack Obama wrote more executive orders than any president ever. Uh, in modern times, FDR wrote this ridiculous number, but 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 he wrote it at a time when you wrote them individually, and Obama came from an era where you kind of would group them together. And so it depends on who you ask, but he's definitely up there. He wrote a tremendous number yeah. of executive orders. Um, so the only thing that I could think that Trump has changed for the executive branch for future presidents is 
he is so active on his social media where he is his own press is that is the only thing he has really changed. Like, let's say, let's say Trump doesn't win reelection and that, um, man, Joe Biden wouldn't be able to do it. Neither would Bernie. <laughs> That's the thing, but uh, a generic Democrat X wins. Cause right. I don't see any Hickenlooper. Winning, but yeah. Let's say John, John Hickenlooper, John, yes. Hick, John Hickenlooper wins the democratic nomination and goes on to beat Trump. Uh, I've never seen Hickenlooper's social media, so I could be wrong. But I could see uh, Hickenlooper sitting on the toilet at 5 a.m. tweeting out about the news of the night and how mad he is at Fox News or whatever other right-wing media outlet. Oh, the muddied waters of freedom went off on me last night. Those guys are bad. Like, I couldn't possibly, sure. I mean, his cousin directed a great movie, and... um, Possibly he's kind of, you know, like that. I don't know. Uh, I know very little about that man, except that his last name is Hickenlooper. He used to be a governor, and his cousin directed a movie. Um, that's all there is to know. That's all, all you know. really, Yeah, that's all you really need to know. But yeah, other than yeah, that, so, I, yeah. I got nothing. I, I, yeah, I mean, so there's definitely the aspect of how it's... One thing he has changed is, and it's actually a throwback to some of the older presidents like Jackson who didn't really try to pretend any pretense about the office. And I mean, here's a man who smiles happily in front of his plates filled with happy meals in whatever that ballroom is or whatever. And, you know, in modern times, there was this, there was this cult of the state. And it is a cult. I mean, let's be clear. Like, you look at the Washington Monument, it talks about in this hallowed temple, and it has a dead guy statue. Like, there is, there, in order to distract from the not, fact, like in the Wizard in of Washington Oz, Memorial. pay no attention. What's that? Not in the Washington Memorial. What did I say? The Lincoln Memorial. That one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, wait, did I say Washington? You said Washington. In the Lincoln, in the, in the, the Washington, the second Washington Memorial that has Lincoln in it. Right. <laughs> If you look at the, if you look at, like in the Wizard of Oz, you know, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. You had to look at this big holograph with smoke and everything else. In order to distract the fact from the state is basically just people writing on sheets of paper, telling us what to do and threatening to kill us if we don't and robbing us to finance all of that. They create these huge statues and monuments and, and ballrooms and, and, and badges and 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 titles and 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 uh, 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 ranks and and you know uh, for the military they have all the different um, uh, you can tell I haven't been in the military um, different insignias and and all the different um, sorts of not badges uh, patches Matt, please <laughs> man I don't know like I know uh, I know I was flare. in the mil- military flare sure they got the flare and, uh, and 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 what you've got all this stuff to create this illusion that they're not just a bunch of idiots who have no idea what they're doing, but are still going to make you do it under the, because some like angry C student got hired to point a gun at you and tell you to, um, I'm going to anger everyone today. Um, but, uh, and Trump kind of strips that away where he's just like, yeah, I'm really rich and you all voted for me and I'm hanging out here and I'm going to do what I want. And so it kind of takes that whole, 
the office of the presidency. The, he's at the Resolute Desk. Do you know that the Resolute Desk, Henry, uh, Winston Churchill gave us that, that like, it, it's, it, it, there's this, like, it, it ends the, the, this farce, at least in our time, in, in, in recent, this farce that the presidency isn't just like a popularity contest where you get to kill people afterwards and, um, uh, and might try to kill people on your way up to it, like Hillary did. Um, but did he change it in like a fundamental, he's governing mostly like Obama did and Bush did. Like he isn't a, what both the left and right try to claim he is, he is not a dramatic change in policy. He is a down the road, basically neocon-ish president who changes some hobby horse stuff that gets people worked up. And that's about it. So no, I don't think there's a huge change. Right. Next question. Is that it? Predictions on who wins the Democratic primary and chances of the nominee to beat Trump. I'm still going Biden. Biden and next to none. Right. Yeah, that's about where I'm at. Biden and next to none. And then yeah, he just. It, it, go ahead. And then, I mean, we've made that prediction like seven times. Yeah, there's nothing new. Every once in a while, I'll be like, hey, you know what? Maybe they'll go with one of these more fringe candidates. But then you see the polls and it's the same old white blue collarish people in Iowa and mid- Midwestern who are like, yeah, those other ones are scary. I don't like them. I'm going with Biden. He was Obama's president. He he seemed like he was a vi- Obama's vice president and he seemed like a nice guy and they'll make the same, you know, oh, well, he's just, he's a touchy man, but you know what? Who among us hasn't hugged someone? Like, you know, they're, they're going to come up with excuses and they'll vote for him and then he'll lose to Trump is what I think. Right. And then he just threw in at the end, other than the muddied waters of freedom or anything on muddied waters media, really. Right. Any recommendations for podcasts? He then listed some that he enjoyed. Um, Any lesser known political podcast you would recommend? Yes. The Brian Nichols program or the Brian Nichols show. Even though he's an awful human being, the Remzo Martinez experience. Uh, (laughs) That's, that's only Matt recommends. <coughs> Mil, uh, Mil Liberty with Caleb Franz. I know the I one that it's not lesser known than ours, but I like it is Anarcho Christian. The Anarcho Christian podcast. The Anarcho Christian's really like, good. Yeah, I like them a lot. If you're a person of faith and are wondering about this whole thing, that is definitely. Uh, that is definitely one I would uh, I would check into. Um, oh. They completely demolished the idea that the Bible is telling you you should be a good citizen to the government. So, um, something's off with Andrew Heaton. Big fan. I do. I big fan. Yeah, of, yeah. I don't know if that one counts as like a lesser known, but it's a it's a great podcast that I definitely enjoy. <laughs> you know, it's hard to <laughs> lesser known. Um, yeah. So those who, those are who we would recommend. So what, uh, what do we have more topics? We have, we just have one more, but first of all, I, I want to point out, this is the first episode since we have started this program of December, whatever, 2016 in which I do not have anything right here. 
There is no that bump. That was the Mueller investigation. Right, yeah. I mean, this is what he was investigating, was the bump that used to be <laughs> on my forehead. Um, but, uh, yeah, that is what he was investigating. And now that it was taken off, they were like, okay, well, let's just end this investigation. And there's nothing there, yeah. Right. No, it's in there, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, it's weird. I haven't seen my head without that bump in, like, two and a half years. Because it really, it started when this podcast started. Um, oddly enough, it started, yeah, it just started growing, uh, with this podcast. Um, so it, but streaming radiation, um, fun story. I didn't notice it at first and then I just started to notice it and I'm like, oh, maybe he got in a fight or something, but I'm not, I'm not a nosy person. So I'm like, well, it's his thing. I'm sure he sees it. And then at one point I just, it kept, and I we didn't, we just didn't talk about it. And my wife was like, is that, what, is he okay? What is, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm not going to, and she's like, you should ask. I'm like, I'm, I will never ask. And, uh, uh, and, and then at some point I think it was on the air and you brought it up and you're like, yeah, I'm getting this. I'm like, Oh, you have a bump. Oh, I had no idea. Um, uh, but, uh, a bump where show me now. Um, so, uh, so yeah, no. So it's been a very, it's been a, a, a season of releasing. It has We've been. released your, your uh, tumor, your your tumor, <laughs> my tumor, benign tumor. Uh, we've released nine, nine and a half. <laughs> into the the great retired agent region, and we've uh, and that's we've released those things. Yes, good for us. Yeah. Uh, so, so, go ahead. <laughs> I just saw the edits you did on this. <laughs> so, so it turns out over no, the we- over the weekend. Yeah, it was for all of you out there who celebrate Christianity, Christian holidays, which I you know I don't I I didn't even realize that it was Easter uh, until <laughs> places were closed. About um. Uh, so first off, our thoughts go out to the over 300 people who died, uh, in the bombings of churches and hotels in Sri Lanka. Of course. And over 500 injured, uh, over 500 injured, over 300 dead. Um, this is a really touchy one because we all know who did it. (laughs) I mean, they've announced who is the pe- who are the people involved. I don't think they're actually trying to start some sort of holy war. I'm not really sure the reasoning behind. I like that's there's two, okay. So there's two segments of if you for lack of a better word, Islamic terrorism. Right. There are those who are, and I, and I group them differently because in my mind they are not. One is terrorism and, and one isn't. You have people that are, or it is terrorism, but it's, it is a, from a completely different school. So you have people who are reacting, uh, in, they're reacting to U.S. military uh, and, 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 and foreign military invasions and bombings of their lands, people coming into their neighborhoods and killing them and their loved ones. And they're responding by attacking those people and then attacking 
as sort of a in the way that we say, oh, you got to attack them over there before they come over here. They attack the societies that are essentially bankrolling the those you know uh, 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 those um, uh, invasions and, and and attacks into into you know their land. So they're sort of counterattacking. So uh, you know, in my mind, if you if you've suicide bombed uh, a target, is that morally different from drone bombing it? And you're still killing civilians, and knowing that you're going to kill civilians and doing it, I, I, I think you're, you, you have a hard time arguing that. That's that. This appears to be people who are, and and we're seeing very similar things in Nigeria, where you have people who are Muslim, who believe that God wants them to kill non-Muslims just for being non-Muslim. Right. And, you know, the Sri Lankan people have nothing to do with the invasions of, of you know, Muslim lands or, 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 or anything like that. I mean, they're, they're, they're not involved in that. These were, uh, you know, uh, uh, people going to church uh, to, you know, uh, to, to worship in church for what is arguably the biggest holiday in the Christian faith. <clears throat> And and so um, I you know I, I that's 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 terrorism. Is it a whole? Is it their attempt to do a holy war? I think it's a semantic thing. I, I guess so. But it's their attempt to kill people who are not believers, who don't believe the way they do. And it's it's there's no there's no defending that. Um, and uh, it's it's just it's it's a it's a it's a horrific thing. There are. One of the, the, the problems, and I, I'm Jewish, so I can talk from a level of authority, and my dad's a rabbi, so I, I know scripture. Um, you have basically two holy books, one that is only part of it is you. So you have the Bible, which is the Tanakh, Old Testament, and the New Testament. The Old Testament solely is used by Jews, and then the Old and New are used by Christians. So you have the Bible for Jews and Christians, and you have the Koran. Uh, which is a paraphrased part of the Bible, uh, coupled with then what Muhammad said happened after that for the Muslims. Both of them have uh, contextual time and place orders from God uh, for people to kill non-believers or uh, specific enemies and saying, you know, kill them and in in very explicit terms, kill them, you know, make sure none of them live and, and all of that stuff. And so you have radicals in, in, you know, all of these different faiths who will take those and say, this is an unending command from God to kill anyone who disagrees with us, uh, ignoring the parts of those books that say the opposite of that. Um, and so that's what basically what happened in Sri Lanka. And it's, it's horrible. I mean, if, 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 I don't know if you've seen the pictures or the video of, of the aftermath, but it's, it is, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's. I can't even imagine. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. It is happened. absolutely terrible. Now, yep. the, 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 uh, the politicians who came out afterward. There's a lot of things to be angry about about this weekend. Right. Lots of it. There's a lot to be mad about. Three, There's a lot to unpack here that we can be mad about. Over 300 dead. Over uh, 500 injured. Lots to be angry about about this weekend. The right. fact that 
Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, guy from Texas, Castro. Ada? No, Castro. Oh, Julian oh, Castro, yeah. Yeah, Jul- yeah Julian Castro. Uh, the fact that when they were tweeting out about <coughs> what happened, that right. they said hundreds of Easter worshippers. That is a right. really hard thing to say out loud. Uh, Easter worshippers. Uh, the, the fact that they were saying that Easter worshippers were killed instead of saying Christians. And I get it. Like, they always talk, like, it, when uh, New Zealand happened, they were saying, you know, people... Yeah, they were saying Muslim, Muslim and they were yeah. saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And terrorism and, yeah, white supremacy and all that stuff, right? These are not the things to be mad about. I, was it a, a, an attempt to be politically correct? Sure, maybe. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Like, I... And no, no one thought they were talking about Christians. Like, so it's not like someone went... Easter worshiper. Well, at least it wasn't Christians that got killed. Like it, 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 it like everyone knows what someone worshiping on Easter is. Um, so no, I, I, I don't. It is it is it is it a demonstration of political correctness that they that they specifically said Muslims on the on the the, the New Zealand mosque shooting. Yeah, but also every single one of them we know that died was Muslim. They were worshiping at you know, at, at a, at a mosque. Right. Um, whereas with this, it was, you know, they also attacked hotels. Um, you know, the, you know, so I, so I'm sure there were plenty and it's, it's a majority, I want to say Hindu country, um, uh, where Christianity is, is, is one of the mi- very small minority. That's just like 7% of the population. Islam's like 8%. So, I mean, it, it's, it is an overwhelmingly non-Christian country. So it's conceivable that there were even some non-Christians at the churches for Easter or whatever. So, I mean, would it have hurt them to say Christians? No. Is this the thing to get upset about? I don't think so. And if it was the thing to get upset about, when Donald Trump tweeted about it, he tweeted about the people, and I, I don't have it in front of me, but he tweeted about the, uh, you know, we talked about the hundreds of people that were killed and 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 hurt in this horrific attack on uh, hotels and church, churches and hotels in Sri Lanka and that the U.S. was going to pledge their support, whatever. He didn't say Christian either. He said churches and hotels. Right. Another thing not to get upset about, because they, they did. They attacked people worshiping on Easter, and they attacked cr- churches and hotels. And and, and uh, earlier that day, I believe, or, or on another Easter, uh, Obama had tweeted, uh, you know, uh, Michelle and I want to wish our fellow Christians a, a happy Easter holiday or something like that. So... No, I, I don't. And, and Hillary apparently has never tweeted the word Christian Not once. because she's a reptile, a, an actual reptile. And uh, but uh, uh, so I, I'm not going to defend her, but it's just a weird hill to die on. And it feels like people trying to make it about themselves. I'm not saying that's what they're doing, but that's what it feels like that they're trying to make it about themselves. And again, the fact that they weren't also upset about Trump not mentioning Christians uh, is like it. It strikes me as a media that a, a portion of right media that wanted to manipulate people's understandably high emotions for political purposes and a voting and politically speaking public who was more than happy to oblige them on it. And it, it seems like outrage Olympics and, um, you know, maybe let it be about the people that died instead of how it made you feel. 
I guess. Exactly. Like uh, of the things that you could be mad about from this past weekend, <laughs> from this, you're, you're, you're picking the most literally, literally the no. most mild thing when it comes to that situation. So that, again, yeah. our thoughts to the families and, you know, of thoughts course, and prayers. Absolutely. And it's, it's I, I can't even, I, when you hear these kinds of numbers, you're like, that's terrible. When you see it and you realize, like, I made myself watch that mosque shooting. I made myself look at this footage of, like, dead people in pews just strewn about and people, like, losing their minds. You know, their ears are still ringing from the explosion and they're looking at all their dead. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. It's absolutely horrific, which kind of underscores you're mad that Obama tweeted Easter worshipers. Like, I mean, first world problems. Really, like you know, like the, the truest, the ah, first world problems that I don't like. Yeah. You know, man, tweet bad. Uh, uh, you know, when 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 you know this hor- horrific, horrific. I, it's the worst, the worst. If I if I correct me if I'm wrong, it's the worst in terms of death toll. It's the worst terrorist attack in this decade. I think. I would have to say yes. I believe I think just, I saw that. I know just, it's the worst one in years. Right. It's a it's a horrible horrible attack. Yeah. It just has a, just from memory, it I can't think of one bigger. Yeah, and and it went on for the better part of the day. So everyone in the town was. I mean, millions of people were horrified. I, it's just it I, it's a it's a horrific terrible thing. Hopefully, everyone involved is found, and and you know there isn't really a punishment bad enough for them. Um, and I really don't want to hear. I, we are very big critics of military policy, U.S. and Western military policy. There is there is nothing uh, about that that justifies uh, attacking people in a country that had nothing to do with that on Easter while they are worshiping in church it, or, or anywhere. It, it, it that had nothing to do with that, and there was no reason for that. So, no, absolutely not. Right. All right. So uh, Sunday, Sunday is Easter. Sunday's always Easter. So Saturday night I got home <laughs> and it was, I don't know, like 1230 when I got home, something like that. And which I got, that means I got home early. Um, but I got, I got home and I was sitting here watching some TV, just kind of chilling out for a little bit. And right. I got the notification that that had happened. Cause you know, time zones, time zones are a thing. And and immediately, like immediately, I thought the absolute worst. I was like, "This is going to be some coordinated, every time zone kind of attack." And thank oh, God. yeah, like a global attack. And thank God it wasn't really. As it hits Easter in every country, it's gonna yeah yeah right. Or yeah. Every e- e- Easter yeah. morning or whatever. I don't know how far Sri like I don't know where we are in relation to Sri Lanka, but. Um, you know, as people are getting out of Easter service or going into Easter, like I, I was kind of anticipating this, so I stayed up for a couple more hours waiting to see if more happened, and then, oh. and nothing yeah. did. Uh, thank God. But um, yeah, but yeah, like not the way you want to end a Saturday night. Uh, not the way you want to start a Sunday morning, uh, especially if you're in Sri Lanka. But um, it, it was a travesty, and the people on the right that were getting mad about the, the, the two word Easter worshiper. Get over it. Like, get over it. Yeah. Now, I will say this. It was a curious choice of words and it had an NPC feel to it. 
because a lot of people like it it became like the term that a lot of prominent people on the left used was Easter worshiper. So I get the kind of like what Easter what what's an Easter wor- they're not worshiping Easter. So I I get it what the the reaction was, but the over the top they're erasing Christianity. No, the hell they are. No one, no one, no one didn't know what an Easter worshiper was. Like it was an odd choice. I would love to know what the thought process behind that was. It, it is not a thing to get upset about in the wake of a horrific attack that killed hundreds of people and wounded hundreds more and traumatized millions. Uh, it, it's it's that's not the thing. Right. That what an odd. What an odd thing to get upset about. So, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, one last question from Chris Reynolds. If I didn't know Chris Reynolds had been sober for 11 years, I'd think he's drunk. Um, <laughs> any predictions about what a lame duck Trump presidency would look like if he wins in 2020? Honestly, I think it'll look like every lame duck presidency. I think there'll be a lot of talk. And then once he gets elected, there's not going to be any political capital in helping him because it's over and maybe a little bit more because he's going to have staying power as a kingmaker after the fact, because of, he has such a big, he, he has the single largest political coalition, coalition of any individual uh, politician. So maybe that, but I don't, I don't think he hasn't really gotten a, a heck of a lot done. So I, I, I don't think that's going to change. I think, He's going to place hold until probably a Democrat replaces him in 2024. I think there's going to be so much anger about Trump. And then whoever runs won't be running against Trump. They'll be running against who? So Pence? I'm not like I'm not going to say that a Democrat's going to replace Trump because I want to see what he actually does in the second term. Um, right. But I want to see. I got to see that before I'm willing to say that a Democrat does replace him. Cause if the economy's like, cause we saw it like in uh, 88, we didn't see it, but you know, America saw it in 88. Oh, people who aren't as young as us saw it. Yeah. 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 Um, but in 88, the, the wake of 88. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The, the economy's doing, the economy's doing, uh, really well. Like if the economy's doing really well, if, um, he's kind of not started any new wars, um, if people are seeing more money, more jobs, that kind of thing, I think right. that a Republican could win. So I'd like, I'd have to see what he does in his second term before I'm willing to say that a Democrat wins it. And the Democrats would have to put up a uniquely bad candidate a, at that point, third time, because which, which is, I don't put it past them. Um, but recall that, um, when, uh, I've been told cause I was, a, I wasn't even alive. Uh, but, uh, I, that when that Bush ran against, um, Dukakis. Dukakis. I, I, I knew it was Michael, uh, former governor of, uh, or I think at that time, current governor of, of Massachusetts, who was uh, well known for releasing Willie Horton uh, on a furlough program, who then went and, and uh, held hostages in a, um, in a uh, uh, daycare center and killed a bunch of people. And that was like what he was known for nationally. Right. And uh, he was really a really uniquely terrible candidate plus there was this sort of wave in post you know reagan so yes you're right that that could happen typically the the usual american voting pattern is they vote for the incumbent to get reelected, 
and then they vote for the other party because they're they've sort of gotten this seven year itch. Uh, you know, they they want new blood, and so they go pick the other party, and then they vote to reelect that guy. Obviously, that doesn't always happen, but the typical pattern is that they vote for the incumbent, and then they vote for the opposite party the next time around. There are always exceptions, so it, it could happen, but I, I don't... Trump's actual presidency hasn't been as dramatic as the messaging and the way it's received. Right. That's drama. Not so much what he's done. What he's done has been largely... And it appears to be because his aides won't do a lot of what he wants them to do. But there's just it's sort of been this like uh, zombie neocon presidency that we've had since the 1950s, 60s. So, right. So, yeah, like, again, yeah, he just keeps asking questions. Jesus. Um, <laughs> sorry, Chris. Like, we're probably over time. It's hard to tell. We've got three separate videos for tonight. Um, like, not that we really have a time, but, um, but we're over. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, I, 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 I think that it, it will just be more of him trying to get a wall built that will never get built, and him yeah. talking about his second round of tax cuts that probably yeah, won't there, come. There will be, there, yeah, there might be some tax cuts. There might be a second round of tax cuts. Depends on what happens in the house. Yeah. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. I do think that he's going to put up a, a good show of a fight for the wall so that he can say I tried my best. But no one wants a wall. He doesn't want a wall. No one who's in any position of even if you want border security, except for highly populated, highly trafficked areas like where two cities are near each other or there's a city near the border, a wall is really really dumb it, it doesn't make sense in low traffic areas which is what the vast majority of the u.s border is is vast wilderness it doesn't make any sense but in a, a but high traffic break if you put up a wall in the high traffic areas we'll just go to the low traffic areas and make it up the high traffic areas yeah yeah they'll travel several hundred miles in the desert that it's just uh, you know uh, anyway uh it's it's the, the wall across the entirety of the u.s Mexico border is as dumb as it sounds. And if it doesn't sound dumb, then I don't know what to tell you because it is. Yeah. It is, uh, it's very like, look at how long it takes the government to make a bridge. And now you're going to tell me about a wall across the whole thing. Anyway, go ahead. So the last question that I will accept from Chris Reynolds, <laughs> only because I need to point out that he is wrong once again. Um, who has the best chance to give us a fun Howard Dean Yahoo moment in the 2020 presidential race? Okay, so that was not a Yahoo. Howard Dean got up on the stage when he started losing to John Kerry. Yeah. And he was talking about how they were going to run all the way to the White House and he did not say Yahoo. He went, yeah! <laughs> In the yep. greatest moment I have ever seen a presidential candidate do. Uh, In television history, you, it was the greatest moment. Yeah. That was the moment that his campaign was over. <laughs> it was. Because up until then, he might have been the vice president. That was the moment that he was relegated to never serving in any administration ever. Right. And he went, yeah! 
Uh, for no reason. So, no one solicited any kind of response like that from him. No. And he just, he amped it up. There was a Red Bull involved there, no doubt. And, uh, and he, uh, he, uh, that was fun. But who's gonna, who's the most likely to do something like that? If I, if I had to guess, if I had to guess right now, Bateau. Uh, yeah. Especially if it's like becoming obvious he's not going to get it. Yeah. And it'll be even better because he'll be up on a, some kind of higher platform. And then if he does it, it'll get right. up. And I don't know if he still drinks or not, but if he does, there's a chance he'll fall. That, that will end every. If you go, ah, and falls over drunk, that end of your hopes there. Right. Um, Howard Dean will celebrate. Howard Dean will jump on top of him and be like, finally, I'm not the, the biggest moron here. Right. Uh, okay, good. So, sad news, guys. I will not be having a show tomorrow. And I'm. Uh, I've been sick. I'm doing better, but I'm not there yet. And then next week, I'm not even going to be in town. I'm going to be out for medical stuff. I am going to still do my show with Matt because I can do that from whatever couch I can find. And uh, uh, I think he's uh, spent all of April on the couch. I have been. This has been a couchy April, uh, the April of couch. It's been a season of couches for me. Right. Um, But I. uh, Wow, really? For episode 100, you're going to be on a couch? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. That's the couch, couch, couch gang episode. Um, and, uh, but so two weeks from now, barring the unforeseen, I will be, uh, back at it again with my fellow Americans. I'm, I may have a guest or I may just, uh, I may just be me. I don't know, but I, I will be back. Uh, and then tomorrow, who do you, who's on, uh, the writer's block tomorrow? Tomorrow, I have Tyler. Um, I don't really know what his real last name is. Uh, Tyler four twenty. Uh, I've got Tyler four twenty on, oh, yeah, yeah, on the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Tyler four twenty on the writer's block on Thursday, not tomorrow. And then uh, Jason Lyon closes out our week with Mister Murica, the Bearded Truth, and then the Shabbat. My, my favorite, ep- my my favorite of the bearded truths, the Shabbat one. The Shabbat episode, and then uh, we take two days off. Then Mister America, the bearded truth, opens us up, and then next week, on this date, or well, on this day, on Tuesday, right about this time, if we can get everything working, um, maybe, we stay live. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe earlier if we can get everything working. Um, the one hundredth episode of Muddied Waters of Freedom. One. Hundred. One. A hundred. Hundred. One. Hundred. Hundred. And uh, so tune in to all of that. Tune in. Yeah. Tune in to all of that. Chris Reynolds, you are welcome for putting up with you. Uh, you're always a pleasure. And You're always welcome. Chris Reynolds, attorney to law, everybody. Right. And you're so, a great friend. Absolutely. So, Matt, if someone were to go onto this internet thing and and look for us. Would they be able to find us? And how? Uh, so they would be able to find us by going to facebook.com slash muddied waters of freedom. You can also find us on Instagram at 
Muddied Waters of Freedom. You can find us on the Twitter at Muddied underscore Waters. You can also find us on the YouTubes at youtube.com slash Muddied Waters Media. And you can find this and every episode at Muddied Waters of Freedom dot com. That sounds amazing. I'm so excited that people can find us so easily. Yes, me too. So, are we are we ready? Um, also, big shout out to uh, my good friend from Alden Rest. My good friend, a C note of episodes. Yeah, a C note of episodes. Um, episode. um, my good buddy Alden Rest uh, for allowing us to use this music on today's episode. Uh, 